Hello, and welcome to Simple Man Sermons, the preachings of a simple man called by God to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today's sermon is going to be called, What's Your Problem? So what's your problem? Your job, money, women, men, persecution, relationships, Whatever your problem is, keep it in mind. I'm going to read you some of the people in the Bible that had problems. How about Acts 16.20? Paul's in prison. He's literally chained between two prison guards in prison. That's a problem. Look at all the blind men in the New Testament who Jesus restores their sight. Being blind, that's a problem. How about the big one? Look at Lazarus. John 11.38 Lazarus is dead. Lazarus has been dead for four days. Now that, that's a problem. If you're listening right now, you're not dead. All these problems, they're real problems. They're big problems. But God solves them all. Look at all these stories in the Bible. God delivers all of them. You got a big problem, you got a bigger God. Now if you're sitting there thinking, that's easy for you to say, preacher man. No, it's not. If you've ever been down on your face, crying, screaming, pounding your fists, praying that God will just get you through one more day because you're barely hanging on, welcome to the club. Now I don't want to turn this into the Sergeant Melito podcast, that's not what this is about. This is about, these sermons are about God. The Bible is not about me, it's about God. It's not about you, it's about God. Even your life, it shouldn't be about you, it should be about God. And we may have had some of the same struggles, and we may have had very different struggles. And I may not know exactly what you're going through. But what I'm saying is, we all go through struggles. I'm not saying that you're not going to go through struggles. And I'm not saying that what you're going through right now isn't painful and it's not real and it doesn't seem huge, and it's it doesn't seem like everything's crashing down around you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to belittle your problem. That's not what I'm trying to do here. What I'm showing you is that all throughout the Bible, all the great heroes of the Bible, they all have great problems, but they have a greater God. This is a reading from John chapter 16. These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues, yes, and a time is coming. Whoever kills you will think that he offers God service, and these things you will do, they will do to you, because they have not known me, or the Father in me. But these things I have told you, that when they come, you remember what I have told you. Now here Jesus is talking about the coming struggles that the disciples are going to face, the men closest to him on this earth and how they are going to struggle. He says we're all going to struggle. Let's skip ahead to verse, just the same chapter, John 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus says right there plainly, In the world you will have trouble. He doesn't deny it. He knows that you will. He knows that trouble comes. The great men and women of the Bible, 
they have struggles. They stumble. They have persecution. And some of the great saints and great theologians and great preachers, you know, of the last 2,000 years have had the same. Um, all the leaders of the church for the first couple hundred years were put to death. Think about that. Let's look at uh, Martin Luther. If you ever read his story, he struggled a lot with faith and with depression and with doubt. And look at Charles Haddon Spurgeon, one of the greatest revivalist preachers. Um, and he, he also struggled. He struggled with long bouts of depression. If you ever read uh, anything by Joseph Prince, he's a contemporary alive today. He talks about how he struggled with the struggles with depression and, and condemnation and things like that. So... Just because you're a strong Christian, strong in your belief, that doesn't exempt you from it. If anything, that means Satan's going to attack you more because he sees the fruit that's going to come out of you. What I'm saying is, you, you, I'm not saying that you're not going to have struggle. I wish I could just give you a sermon and free you from all the trouble. But God doesn't promise you a life without struggle and a life without trouble. Even Jesus struggled. It says, He was tempted in all ways as we are tempted. He also suffered anguish. He also, look at him in the garden at the beginning of his passion. He was so stressed that he cried that blood came out from his face and fell to the ground. That's anguish. That's, that, that is real torment. And Jesus suffered and he said we will also suffer. And that's not a happy thing to say, but I'm going to say it because it's real and it's true. But what God says is, I will be with you in that struggle, and I will bring you through it. And that is good news. That is happy. Look at Paul, what he went through. Beaten, whipped, shipwrecked in the middle of the ocean. Imprisoned, stoned. Paul had struggles. Paul suffered. Yet God still brought him through it and made him one of the greatest preachers the world's ever seen. He spread Christianity throughout the known world at the time. Not without suffering, but with the suffering and through the suffering. And God was with him and God brought him through it. He had big problems. He had a bigger God. And so do you. You see, the whole world struggles and has problems. Everyone does. I think today with all the Facebook and social media, we get kind of a skewed view thinking that our lives are worse than everybody else's. Remember, whatever somebody's posting on Facebook or whatever, even if it's true, they post the very best. They don't post their struggles usually. They post the good things, the fun things they're doing. They don't post the anguish and the despair they felt the night before. Keep that in mind. The whole world struggles. But we as Christians, we suffer differently. Unlike others, we should always have hope. The Apostle Paul that I just told you about all the afflictions he suffered, he wrote this, and this is 2 Corinthians 4.9. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. And you will be tempted. Even Jesus was laid out in the wilderness, and he was tempted as well. But this is Paul again in 1 Corinthians, the book before the book I just read. No temptation is overtaking you except that which is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. 
1 Corinthians 10.13 God will deliver you. Go to Him in the midst of your struggle. Be real with Him. It's not like He doesn't already know what you're thinking, what you're feeling. If you have doubts, if you're having bouts of unbelief, so did people in the Bible. Look at Thomas. Thomas said, I don't believe, I can't believe, unless I see proof, I won't believe. When Jesus, does he say, well fine then Thomas, just go to hell, I'm done with you. You walked with me for three years and saw me every day and you still don't believe? Is that what Jesus does to Thomas? No. Thomas is having trouble believing. He comes to him and says, put your fingers in my hands, put them in my side. He gives Thomas what he requires to believe. Thomas was honest with him and he got what he needed. Be honest with God. We all struggle with those times, with those temptations to turn our back, to stop believing. Don't run away from God. Run to God. He will get you through it. He will not tempt you beyond what you can bear. Jesus says, Whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but whoever it falls on will grind them into powder. Jesus is speaking about himself. He is that stone. He's saying, You may be broken, but you come to me. And you'll never be crushed beyond what you can recover from. But Jesus says, if you don't come to me, you will ultimately perish. Jesus is not saying you won't ever be broken in life. What he's saying is, he can fix it. He restored sight to the blind. He made lame men walk. He brought men out of the grave that had been dead four days. Whatever your problem is, God's bigger than your problem. Jesus' love is bigger than your despair. And that's Matthew twenty one forty four. So don't give up. The Apostle Paul compares it to a race. If you've ever been in a long race, you know that you want to give up sometimes. But winners don't quit. He said you've got to press on towards that prize. There's plenty of times in a run when your ribs hurt, when your side hurts, when your knee hurts, and you just want to give up, but you don't. You keep pressing on. And you obtain victory. You finish. You finish. You will be delivered. The devil comes at you with those daggers, with that despair, with that hopelessness, putting those thoughts in your head. You don't have this. You don't have that. You're never going to do this. Look at you. You're a failure here. You're a failure there. Just give up. You know, whatever it is, you're this, you're that. The devil comes at you with those daggers. You come at him with a sword. What does God say the sword is? The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. You come to him with those scriptures, those powerful scriptures. That's what God tells you to do. Come at him with a sword. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. If by if God says it, it's true. And Satan can't say otherwise. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's not about what you feel. What you feel doesn't determine the truth. The truth is the truth, whether you feel it or not. Say it. Repeat it. Choose to believe it, and eventually you will feel it. He who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. 1 John 4.4 4. My God supplies all my needs. Say it if you're feeling like you don't have enough. Say my God supplies all my needs. Philippians 4.19 And I'm here to tell you you might have to wait longer than you like. Sometimes... You will get that deliverance right away, like Paul did when he was in prison, and he sang and prayed, and the chains were broken right away. 
And sometimes that will happen, and oh, what a glorious thing that is. But sometimes you have to wait, and I know that's what you don't want to hear, and I don't like to hear it either. We could all use more patience. Remember how we talked about hope and faith? I'm going to read you Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Bible says, hope that is seen is not hope. You think about that. Hope is the assurance of things not seen. You believe that you receive it before you have it. If you had everything as soon as you prayed for it, you would never grow in hope. You would never need hope because you would have everything that you asked for. And you would never grow in faith. Think about going to the gym. It's the things that are hard, the things that you push through that make you bigger and stronger and faster and healthier. At the gym, it's the struggle that makes you stronger. Faith and hope are the same. You can't have hope for something that you already have because you already have it. You don't need to hope for it. That's the time to be thankful for what you have because you already have it. Hope and have faith in the things you don't already have knowing that God will has already manifested them even if you haven't seen them yet. I'm going to say that again, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And this is Romans 8.24. For in hope we have been saved. But hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. Like I said, I'm here to tell you that sometimes you're going to have to wait longer than you'd like. Look at David. He was supposed to be king when he was a boy. He waited years and years, was persecuted, fled from cave to cave. Read some of the Psalms and Proverbs. See the despair in his voice. See the despair in his words. Look how long he waited. Look at Moses. He would have been a senior citizen by today's standards. NAARP member. He waited for decades and decades Looking at his life before God saw him in the burning bush, before God called to him, you would have thought he was a failure. A murderer who fled and was tending somebody else's sheep in the middle of the wilderness. He waited and waited and waited. I'm sure longer than he would have liked. Look at Caleb and Jacob. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years before they entered the promised land. And they didn't even do anything wrong. They were the two righteous ones. They waited 40 years. Look at Jesus. You've recorded the birth of Jesus in the Bible, and then I think only one story when he's a child. And then until he's 30, nothing is mentioned. That doesn't mean nothing's being done by God. It says that God grew him, and he grew and, and, and became strong in the Lord, but it doesn't really tell you what. For Jesus didn't begin his ministry until he was 30. Think about that. Look at Joseph. Joseph was sold as a slave as a boy. He spent years in prison. I'm sure those years in prison, he sat there thinking. He was tired of waiting. I'm sure he had times when he thought, God, what's going on? I've been waiting so long. Like I said, your thoughts don't shock God. Don't run away from God when you have those thoughts. That's what Satan wants. Run to God. Say, God, I'm struggling here. I'm really struggling with patience. Please deliver me out of this. I'm coming to the end of my rope. Be real with God. Like I said, he already knows it. Talk to him. He's there for you. 
Now, let's go back and read that scripture that we read in the beginning. Now, this is Jesus speaking, the same thing I already read, but I'm going to emphasize a different part. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus says you will have struggles in this world, but I, Jesus Christ, have overcome the world. And like I quoted earlier, he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. You will have problems. You will have small problems and you will have big problems. Whatever problem you have, no matter how big it is, God is bigger. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows us his handiwork. Now the point of that is, if you ever feel like you got a big problem, go out in nature, look around, the trees, the mountains, the ocean, whatever nature you're near, the whole earth. Go out at night and look at the stars, look at the moon. God created all of that and he created you. Think of the majesty, think of the grandeur, think of the power in that God. Whatever your problem is, God is bigger, God is stronger, God is more powerful. And He loves you. He's there for you. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. He gave His one and only Son. He came down in the form of a man, Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. That same God that created everything came down in a man, Jesus Christ. And He died for you. That's how much He loves you. Whatever your problem is, whatever your despair is, God is love, the Bible says. 1 John 4.16, God is love. That love is bigger than your problem. Like I said, quote those powerful scriptures. What shall we say then? What shall separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus? Shall angels, nor demons, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus? There's your hope, there's your joy, there's your peace in the midst of your struggle. God will get you through it. He will not tempt you beyond what you can bear. That's truth. You may not feel like it. That doesn't make it not true. Remember, it's not about what's your problem. It's about who's your God. And remember your focus. Don't focus on that problem. Focus on your God. You focus on that problem, it's going to seem big. You focus on your God and His might and His power, and that problem will seem smaller. Keep in mind, however you feel, that doesn't determine your truth. Remember that you already have victory in Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian, I'm going to read John 1, 5, and this is about you. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. How beautiful and reassuring it is that our victory is not dependent on our strength, on us. It's dependent on Jesus Christ. He is our victory, and the battle has already been won. And that is good news. And on that, I'll end the sermon. If you like Simple Man Sermons, please share it. The gospel is meant to be shared. If you'd like to contact me with critiques, 
whatever you think about the sermons, uh, anything at all, you can contact me. My personal email is milito227 at gmail.com. milito227 at gmail.com. Uh, also, prayer requests. If you have them, I'll be happy to pray for you. And stick around at the end, and I will go ahead and read some of the scriptures. I might miss one or two, but I'll try and go back and recap if you want to go along in your Bible and find the scriptures I was talking about. They are Acts 16.20, where it talks about Paul being in prison. We're going to go, the story of Lazarus is eleven is John 11.38. Uh, John 16.33, we already quoted. We quoted it again, so I'll recap it again. Also, in all these things we are more than conquerors, Romans 8.37. Hebrews 11.1, 1, hope that is seen is not hope. Whoever throws himself on the stone will be broken. 2 Corinthians 4.9. Or, I'm sorry, Matthew 21.44. Also quoted 2 Corinthians 4.9. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. He who is in me is greater than he that is in the world. First John four four. My God supplies all my needs. Philippians four nineteen. And one John five. Whoever believes that Jesus Christ is born of God, and whoever loves a father or loves a child is born. For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is a victory that we have overcome the world, our faith. Thank you, and have a blessed day.